Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Caitlin. How are you tonight? I am doing wonderfully. I, um, as you can see behind me, I still have not unpacked my office, but we're making a because we moved a couple weeks ago, and this is going to be the last room to get done. So I'm excited when we can record, and I have something besides boxes behind me soon. But I don't think it'll be for a while. It's okay. I don't think anyone can see us anyway, so we're good. We're <laughs> unless they go to our YouTube, which then they can yes. see us. But other than yes. that, it's just you and me, and I don't mind looking at it. Yeah, I think our YouTube people are like, "This girl who have her life together. She's talking <laughs> about money." Us. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. So no yeah. worries. I I just changed my chair from facing this way to facing this way. So I'm making big moves over here. Also, don't right. worry. So today we are doing a, a deep dive of our Bible study, Faith and Money Matters, and we are going to be talking about the Compass Money Map. So we actually both have ours both out. Um, Caitlin has her workbook and I have mine, and we're going to be going over, there's seven, well, there's really six steps, and the seventh step is, is freedom, but um, we'll be going through all six of those steps to get to true financial freedom. I love the Money Map. It is one of my favorite things, and I'm just so tickled that you wanted to talk about it because no one else does. I When I bring it up, I think other people are like, this lady's crazy, but it's exciting. It really is, and I think we had this conversation a few weeks ago. It was another podcast episode, but we were talking about how um, uh, major athletes, uh, particularly marathon runners, accomplish a goal. And when they're focused on setting a record time or going through a race at a certain pace, they don't think about the finish line. They think about something that's within their sight and they focus on that one light, that one object. Maybe it's like a light pole or maybe it's a, you know, a, mm. a truck or something like that that's within their visual um, frame of reference. And they run as fast as they can towards that one thing. And then when they get there, they find something else and run as fast towards that next one thing. So I think that's what the beauty of the money map is, is that it breaks up your financial journey into palatable steps. They're, they're doable in between destination one, destination two, destination three. And it doesn't make it seem like you're eating the whole elephant in one sitting. It's, it's how do you break it up? And that's probably a Marine Corps term, but I'm using it. Someone's like, what is she talking about? But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the phrase is, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time, right? There, there's, yeah. no, there's no way to do it except for jumping in and doing it. But when you break things up into little destinations, it makes it a whole lot easier to get through. Well, I think it also makes it, I mean, I've told you before, I make everything a game, right? Everything's a challenge. So it's like, I accomplish this one little challenge and like, I get to throw a little mini part, like, yay, go Diana. And then it's, it's, it's more victories throughout rather than more defeats throughout because I, they're all, they are very much attainable. But if I do them little by little, not if I do the whole elephant at one time. So I also, yes, we're, we're on the same page. We both love the money map. Um, I love talking to you about it because it gets me excited. So 
Yeah, I'm excited to share it with our listeners today. Love it. And something to remember, you know, just today I was driving. I missed my turn. I had to take a U-turn, right? If you have something happen in your life, stuff happens. You just go a little bit further back in your money map and go back to the step that you've been reset back to and then keep moving forward after that. There's nothing saying this has to be a perfect linear journey. It's just some guidance to help you kind of move between your financial um, your financial goals in a way that makes sense. It's going to work you towards true financial freedom. Right. Just a guide. I mean, like you said, it's not if you don't do it the correct order, it's not necessarily like the worst thing ever. It's just a guide that has been proven to work. And so we're excited to share it with you guys. Yeah. So first destination, destination one. And I have to admit, most people I work with are not even a destination one. So if I say this and you're like, oh, that's that that even seems like a goal. Don't worry. That's how most people are. And it's totally fine. But destination one is saving $1,000 for emergencies. Start using a budget or a spending plan, whatever you want to call it, tomato, tomato, doesn't matter. And then begin giving. Um, and those are three things that you can do to get to destination one on the money map. And those are three, right? Those are three things. If you just sit and really quickly, you can begin doing those without having to think too much or do too much. Um, I remember when I took the Bible study, those were three steps. I have them checked off. Like it was really, those were for me, very simple, like begin giving. I remember I started giving just $5 whenever I went to the mass on Sundays, but I made it a mental note. Like I'm going to give $5 and I, I did it every Sunday the, the budget, um, I actually was taking the course, so I filled out the budget that is a part of the course. And then I didn't save $1,000 in one day, but I set up a plan so that I would have um, that building up little by little each time I got a paycheck. So that's the first step is if you don't have it, if you don't have it done yet, that's okay, but it's a simple first step and it's very attainable. So I love I'm the first curious, step. Though, do you use the term budget or spending plan? Which team are you on? I'm on team budget. Team budget. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't peg you that way. <laughs> team budget. <laughs> I say spending plan, but I, I just know because the people I work with tend to respond better. But again, tomato, tomato. It's all the same thing. It's which whichever terminology you want to use. Um, team budget, though. Wait, what do they respond better to? Spending plan? Spending plan. Spending plan. It's more I proactive. Mean, yes. Yes. It was to say spending plan has like the action words behind it, right? Like, what am I doing? I'm creating a spending plan. And it's not like it's a spending plan. So it's like what you're able to spend on rather than like your restrictions. So I get it. I just, I always, my brother, I've told you, helps me with my, with create budgets on mm -hmm. Excel. So we, we call it budget, but tomato, tomato, same difference. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. And I love that begin giving is included in step one. Yes. We are called to be generous no matter where you are. And it doesn't have to be necessarily monetarily if you can't do it at this point, but time, talent, treasure. And, and like we had this discussion a few weeks ago, I was in a study and someone said, whatever stings the most is what the Lord is calling you to lean into. Oh. Right? I know. That was the same face I had. And, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> That's where I need to lean into it. But, you know, we, we have a in the Faith of Money Matters Bible study, we do have you develop your giving plan strategically. Um, so that's something to give some thought to is, are you approaching your giving with strategy? Um, mm. Are you approaching it with um, the same way that you're approaching your retirement plan? Yeah. And then once you finish step one and you have arrived at destination one, you have a thousand dollars. 
in an emergency fund. You have started using a budget or spending plan. Um, I'm curious, whichever one you use, put it in the comments. Um, I'm wondering what where people are falling with, with this budget planning plan terminology. Um, and then also you've begun giving strategically. You have a plan. You're doing it with intentionality. The next destination that you're going to be working towards is increasing your emergency fund to one month's income. After that, or in addition to that, I should say, in addition to that, you're going to be paying off your credit cards. Um, so, Diana, I'm curious. Oh, sorry. My message just went crazy. Turn this off. Okay. okay. So, Diana, I'm curious when you were working towards Destination 2, what was that like for you? So, that was, uh, I remember I sat and um, first I had to, if I'm really honest, like I don't really check my paychecks. So, I had to first figure out what is um, a whole month's worth of income because I had really no idea. I mean, I know what I make the whole year, but I didn't, I hadn't broken it down by paycheck. So, that was, I figured out what I was making per month and then um, kind of seeing where that money was going. So I went back to my budget or spending plan and I saw, okay, well, this is where the money's coming in from. Like, where is it going out to that I haven't been able to save it yet? So um, I was more focused on that one. My credit card, I pay it off monthly. So I don't, I didn't have like the, the debt build up on that, but um, yeah. So the, I like the saving plan, the saving for one month's income because it, it gave me a challenge that I was able to do. And it was cool to find ways to like, okay, well, if I take this out, if I take this expense out, I can save $5 here or $10 here. Or if I, I remember one of the things that I did is um, I have Netflix because I don't have cable, but some of my family members use Netflix. So I was like, hey, who wants to split the Netflix? If we're all using it, like we should all spend split the cost. So that was one little way that I just cut one of my expenses in half was because I did that. So I just looked at the creative ways of cutting my of my expenses to be able to save that whole month worth of income. I love it. And you have to remember, you already have $1,000 saved up, right? Because right. you already accomplished destination one. So when you're reading the money map and you have nothing in savings, the first time you're exposed to it, it may seem like a heavier lift than it is when you're going through it because mm. you've already accomplished some things along the way that are going to get you to your goals faster. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right. So destination three, you've accomplished one. You have a thousand in your emergency fund. Then you started using a budget. You began giving. After that, you moved on to two. You increased your emergency savings to one month's income. You're feeling nice and relaxed. You have that emergency fund there. You've paid off your credit cards. Next, destination three, you're going to increase your emergency savings to three months income. Then you're also at the same time going to be paying off your consumer debt. And by consumer debt, we mean things like your auto debt and your student loan debt. I got to be honest, Caitlin, this is where I'm still on step three. I mean, I've accomplished mm -hmm. other parts and steps and other steps, but I have not done all of these yet because... Um, it was interesting. I was working towards saving those three months of savings and then life happens. I needed a new washer and dryer. I needed a new a thing for my car. So thank God I had that money saved up, right? Because I was able to pay for those things out front without going into more debt. But um, as far as the getting back to the three months, I kind of did a U-turn, like you said, and I was there. Mm -hmm. 
and I had some expenses come up and I'm back there working towards building that back up to three months again. So, um, and then I made it a goal, like that goal of paying off the consumer debt. Um, I was like, that's what I want to do. So that was a, a cool thing to like have that visibly there and then be able to check it off. I'm like, yes, I did that. Way to go, Diana. That is a huge goal. And I think it's not one to not, it's one to not be minimized, right? If you accomplish yeah. that, pat yourself on the back. That is a amazing goal, especially those with um, student loan debt. Because student loan debt, as we've we've had other edit episodes, we've had people come on who have six-figure student loan debt. And paying that off is a feat, and kudos to you um, when you're able to get that done. It's, it's just a huge step, and I think it's, you know, it looks like it's, because there's seven destinations on the money map, it looks like it's earlier on. But I think this destination three is a stickier one for people. So if you can accomplish it, it's amazing. It for sure is a stickier one. And also to speak to that, like not to get discouraged by it, it's just the next step where you're at. And some some steps take longer than others and that's okay. It's not to get discouraged, it's just to keep working on it. And like you said before, have that plan in place and stick to your plan. Love it. All right, so after that emergency fund is at three months of income. Um, I love that because I, I just feel so much better when I have a good emergency fund. Um, and then all that consumer debt paid off at that point, you're working towards destination four. And destination four is saving for major purchases like saving for home, saving for cars to be able to pay them in cash. Mm. Um, also, you're going to be saving for true financial freedom, which is retirement, making sure you have that retirement fund going. And then um, if you have children, you're going to be saving for your children's education or for your business. That's another thing to consider. So. Mm. Um, after you have those emergency fund in place, you have no more consumer debt. We're, we're having a mindset shift going from three to four because we've gone from paying off debts, getting rid of old past stuff to saving for, for future. So I have a question for that one, Caitlin. So I have my three months income saved up. And now I want to start saving, let's say from, in my case, I want to save for a new car that should be separate from my three months income. Is that something separate? Right. So that's something like another, separate. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you also don't want to forget that if you have a car, you usually have as you know, you have equity in that car. Like you have yeah. some value there. So um, take that into consideration. If your current car, you're planning on keeping it for another Two years at that point, you expect it to be worth, say, $5,000. That could be part of your plan as well. Yeah. I like it. That's a good one. That's uh, my my mom keeps telling me, have you started saving for she, two things? She reminds me for your new car, because my car gets me from A to B, but she's on her way out. My mom all the time. How's your, your savings for your new car? And how's your savings for your AC? Because my AC in my house is about to go any day now. Thank God it's winter here in Miami now, almost winter. It's been really cool actually, but those are my two major purchases that I'm saving for is the car and God willing the AC last me a few more years, but. Oh yeah. I, I you can't function without. <laughs> well, not where we live, you can't, no. right? Like, mm -mm. No. no, and we did this Bible study um, a couple months back with another group and there was a couple hot climate people in the study and the whole AC issue came up. I think every single session, this was, this was a concerning issue because if you don't have it or if it goes out, I mean, holy moly, it, it's tremendous. It's very expensive. <laughs> it is. 
Okay, so now we've made this mindset shift, right? We've gone from paying off debts, getting rid of old stuff in steps one through three. In step four, we are now looking forward. We're saving. We're putting money aside for major purchases so we don't need to buy those things with debt. We're saving for our retirement and we're saving for either our child's education and or saving for a business. So we've had this mindset shift. We are now looking forward. Step five is purchasing an affordable home. It also includes prepaying your home mortgage to get that paid off early and begin investing. Those are big things, Katie. Those are big things. I know. They're broken down into small steps, but it can be years in between destinations. And that's okay. That's what I was just thinking, actually. I was just thinking, I kind of, whenever I found this Bible study, I'd already bought a house. So I had done a lot of these steps, like you said, like, and I took that U-turn because when you buy a house, then all that money you had in the bank is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So like I, when I got this, I was able to check some boxes off in five, but I was still working on some stuff in three because I didn't have the three months saved back up again. So um, yeah, I was just thinking about that. That was a couple years span that I was working on that. So those are some big things like buying a house and, and paying off your, or starting to pay off your mortgage. Um, but yeah, it's okay if that takes a little while. And also the investing yeah. part, I think the investing part, um, I would definitely, my personal suggestion is uh, start doing that and uh, maybe get some advice on that, on the right way to do that, because there's so many ways to do it. And um, yeah, just get, seek some real professional advice on how to, and where to invest, how to invest, because there's a lot of really good ways to do it and it's your money and you want it to, to serve you best. So yeah. yeah. And if you're looking for someone to give you professional advice on investing. We always recommend people shop for a financial advisor like they would a doctor mm -hmm. or a lawyer. You should take it that level of seriousness and apply it towards shopping for a financial advisor. So get recommendations from trusted um, family members and friends. Do your own research. Go online and make sure these folks ha don't have complaints against them. Mm. Um, filed by other um, uh, people who've invested with them. So be a wise consumer and make sure you take it as seriously as you would shopping for a doctor or a lawyer. That's great advice, actually. I think we I think we forget to do that sometimes with our mm -hmm. with our money stuff. We just assume that people are trustworthy, which sometimes are not the best fit for us. You know. Mm -hmm. Something else to keep in mind is you mentioned that you had your home previously before jumping into the study. Um, these things are not hard and fast. If you have accomplished some steps further on, and you need to backtrack a little bit. That's totally fine. So if you already own a home in step five, we recommend at that point you start prepaying your home mortgage um, and, and getting that mortgage done with so it can be you can be mortgage free by the time you approach retirement. So when you are done with step five, you have that affordable home purchased, you are prepaying that mortgage and you are investing. At that point, you move on to step six and it is paying off that home mortgage. Right. It's like, oh, that's a lot of money, but paying it off. Can you imagine the day where it's the first of the month and you don't have a mortgage to pay? It's just I'm so looking forward to that moment, Caitlin. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have my little Excel sheet with the date it's going to happen or it should happen. <laughs> and my game is, OK, this is the date that it should happen. Can we make that date come any sooner? Like, how can we make mm -hmm. this date come sooner? So it's a fun game that I play with. Uh, <laughs> That'll be a good day. I'll let you know. I'll give you a call. Caitlin, I'm done. 
<laughs> it's the first and I don't owe anyone a thing, you know, like that, that's a huge, a huge step. And a lot of people never get to that step. Yeah. So getting there would be amazing. So paying off that mortgage in destination six, and then also having your children's education funded, whatever that means to you. Um, some people don't want to pay for all of college for their children because they want their child to work possibly during college, or maybe they want them to pursue scholarships. So it's not that we encourage you to pay for the entire four years of, of undergraduate or, you know, even going through a PhD. That's not what we're encouraging here. It's whatever level you want to have saved by the time your child goes off to college. That That's really the goal. And then the last step, which is destination seven, we say it's the last step. Really, I think we need to continue this uh, this money map and let destination seven be what it is, which is the first step in your ability to serve the Lord completely freely, free of any financial or earthly obligations in regards mm. to your finances. So we call this true financial freedom. When your retirement is funded, you have your investments, you are set, you are good to go. Wherever the Lord calls you, you can say yes. Yeah, I think that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Like the ability mm -hmm. to to be free to say yes and without any worries about who I or what to or who's going to be burdened by this debt. I think if we're at that point, I think we're at a pretty good point in our mm -hmm. lives. And yeah, that's definitely my ultimate goal. So I'm excited to hopefully get there one day. But yeah, and when you see the money map, it does look like you're at the end of the map. And really, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of being able to say yes to um, whatever whatever calling you have, you know, and, and so many people, they have these beautiful dreams or they have these these uh, pulls on, there's tugs on their heart to things they want to serve the Lord in one way or another, go on a mission trip, mm. you know, explore, um, you know, the Holy Land and all these great things they want to do because they feel like they should do it, but they have these constraints on them. They're, they're tethered down by their debt or their financial obligations. And by destination seven, your answer can be yes. That's a, a beautiful moment to say yes like that, I think, so freely. That's awesome. All right, so that is the money map. I, I, I really love it. I think it's a fun little... I do too. And Caitlin, can you share with our listeners where they can find this if they want to look it up after they finish hearing the podcast? So all you have to do is go to compasscatholic.org, um, go to our website, and under um, our tools, you can go and pull up the Compass Catholic Money Map, or you just Google Compass Catholic Money Map, and the, the PDF will come up for you. If you are curious um, where you are on the Money Map, I really do encourage you to sign up for a Faith and Money Matters Bible study. You can either get one started in your parish, you can do one within your own small group of friends, or you can sign up online. We are offering an online course um, starting in January of 2021 uh, because the, the 2020 course is already full. So if you are curious about the Bible study and want to learn how to move along this money map towards true financial freedom, uh, we encourage you to look at how you can participate in this Bible study, whichever way fits your lifestyle. Or you can just honestly order it and do it yourself. But there is power in doing it in a group. Um, as I've seen that the few times I've done it, I think I'm on session number three right now. Um, every time there's a new conversation or there's a new perspective or something I've never thought of. And you're on your second time going through it, right? Second time, yeah. So I'm facilitating this time and I, I love it. And I'm doing it with a bunch of these um, young married couples from our church and 
and they're loving it and they're opening my eyes to things I didn't think about because I'm not a young married person. So it's, it's, it's really honestly so cool. Um, yeah. And I wasn't just definitely affirm that there is so much power in doing it in a group with other people. It's a little bit like, what's the word? It's a little bit vulnerable in that, but that's where I think where we grow the most. So, um, yeah, we do these deep dives to share with you guys, like what's in the Bible study, but also to encourage you to like do your part and, and learn a little bit more about how you can align your, your finances with your faith. So if you're interested and you're not sure where to start, you can also just give us an email and we're happy to guide you in the right direction as to where you should be starting or how you can start one in your own area that you're in. All right. So let's just go ahead and close in prayer in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Come Holy spirit. Lord, thank you so much for this time together with Caitlin and our listeners. Thank you for the gift of knowledge, the ability to share our knowledge and to spread your word, Lord. We pray that you can use us as vessels. You can use us to, to proclaim your truth and share our knowledge with, with anyone that needs to hear it. We pray that you can guide our steps and the steps of all of our listeners. Have your hand in all of our endeavors, Lord, and guide us to the right path to true financial freedom. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.